silicon chip inside her head gets switched to overload and nobody's gonna go to school today she's gonna make them stay at home and daddy doesn't understand it he always said she was good as gold and he can see no reasons cause there are no reasons what reason do you need to be shown Welcome to the Based Monday Sane Asylum. two-inch transgender pansexual Native American man who identifies as a six-foot-tall Korean woman. Any volunteers to help reach the controls are welcome. You will want to buckle up as her epilepsy is often triggered by the flashing lights in the cockpit. Remember to keep a whisper volume level as she may have to consult instructional videos as a refresher during the flight. Now, can we get a big cheer for diversity? Fourth Walgreens is now closing in Boston in a predominantly black and Latino neighborhood. And tonight, neighbors who rely on that pharmacy are furious. The store shelves are empty and the signs are up, alerting customers that this Roxbury Walgreens will be closed for good at the end of the month. It's sparking concern and outrage from residents who rely on the Warren Street drugstore in this predominantly black neighborhood. Reverend Miniard Culpepper says it's a major hit to this black and Latino neighborhood after Walgreens closed three locations in Hyde Park, Nubian Square, and Mattapan about a year ago. Walgreens says they're downsizing, but the Reverend calls it nothing short of corporate greed. Why do you think they target black and brown communities? I think because they get no pushback. This group says they'll continue to rally until Walgreens changes their mind. And now a word from our sponsor. You've heard of scented candles, but what about scented fire logs? Well, KFC has something cooking, but not in the kitchen. Kentucky Fried Chicken is bringing back its chicken-scented fire logs exclusively available at Walmart. Andrea Zahuminski, CMO of KFC US said, Last year we captured the hearts, noses, and fireplaces of our fans, but thousands more were clamoring to get their hands on our limited fire logs. But if you want this KFC kindling, you better hurry up, because the company reported the fire logs sold out in only three hours last year. The 11 Herbs and Spices fire log is available for purchase along with free shipping from the Superstore while some Supplies last. 
On Yom HaShoah, we look back at the darkest chapter of human history. We mourn, we remember, we pray, and we pledge never again. I say it, never again. The mind cannot fathom the pain, the horror, and the loss. Six million Jews, two-thirds of the Jews in Europe, murdered by the Nazi genocide. The size of this crowd. We've got a lot of Jews here. That guy right there, he's a Jew. No, I'm kidding. Don't get him. We could do something about the Jews. I might not, but we could. We've got big trains, beautiful trains. We could get them on there. But I'm not going to kill the Jews. I want to work with them. Is that so bad? All Semitic religions preach the opposite of what they actually do. Just like in Islam, how it's constantly reported by themselves and by the corrupt, lying media as being a religion of peace, they are in fact a religion of war, either war, active war, jihad, or jihad through immigration and subversion. They are a religion of conquering, not a religion of peace. And Judaism is no different. They preach peace and love and forgiveness. But again, these are all inverses of what they actually do. They want you to be peaceful. They want you to be loving and caring and forgiving. But they wish to hold vengeance and spite and hatred and in-group preference in order to conquer you. They want you atomized and alienated. They want you to be liberal and to continue to just be individuals while they form strong collectives, cabals or mafias and take over the West. They preach forgiveness but they want you to forgive their trespasses but they will never forgive yours. In their community they preach no forgiveness, they preach remembrance, to always remember what the goyim, what the cattle have done to them. Everything the Jews do is actually the opposite. Now we don't preach forgiveness to the Jews for what they've done. The Aryan worldview, or National Socialism as Hitler described it, doesn't preach forgiveness to the Jews. It preaches justice. Those are two very different things. And we must always remember the crimes they have committed against us, no matter how much they lie. The Jews have been very successful at deceiving the white people and other non-Jewish peoples. They've been very successful because deception is their trade. That is what they have learned over thousands of years. But the white man, although the average one might be easily deceived by these Jewish lies, there is a caste of men amongst white people that could be described as Aryans, at least in spirit. And these Aryans cannot be fooled by Jewish lies. The Jewish worldview treats physical labor as an evil, as a sin, as something that only cattle or goyim do, which is how we are described in the Jewish religion. They believe that the most pious, the most closest to God a people can become is by abandoning physical labor and instead 
using their mind to manipulate others and to make money without having to work for it. But the Aryan believes in a closeness to physical labor. The Aryan knows that the race that abandons physical labor becomes disgusting and degenerate one way or another, either because they resort to deception or like we see today with a capitalist class of whites abandoning physical labor in order to offshore physical labor, either overseas or to import a caste of people to do it for them. The true Aryan, the true white man, knows that abandoning physical labor leads to race mixing, leads to the offshoring of our assets, our wealth and our future, and does not feel that these things are a negative. He knows that his closeness to physical things in general, the physical world, keeps him grounded, keeps him based. This is one of the primary differences between the deceitful race of people known as the Jews and the noble race of people known as the Aryans. I appreciate the World Economic Forum providing me the opportunity to be on this stage and say, fuck you Klaus Schwab and fuck your new world order. We the people were born free, we will stay free, and you and all of your globalist friends, including everyone in this room, can go fuck yourself. White America, wake the fuck up. White America, wake the fuck up. Welcome to the premiere edition of the Sane Asylum Based Monday. And I'm joined by one of my regular co-hosts, uh, NMP, now known as Weapon X, and our other co-host, DL Davis Lerman, <clears throat> is running a little late. I'm sure he'll be here shortly. But welcome, Mr. Northern Nevada Paul, formerly known as Paul from California. Uh, it's great to have you aboard, and Davis as well. And and this is this is a show by whites for whites. You know, it's well known that the Jew, the uh, the parasite, the uh, uh, the minion of the Jew, always drops the worst news. Uh, Sunday after 5 p.m. to miss the mainstream news cycle. So we're we're do, uh, doing the show Mondays early afternoon, early morning uh, in Pacific time, so we can cover all the 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 the, uh, the de demonic machinations. So welcome NNP, now known as Weapon X, and what's your opening statement? <laughs> well, thanks again for having me, and it's great to be here. Uh, just another manic <clears throat> manic Monday as a great song from the 80s used to say right by the bangles and, yeah <clears throat> yeah for sure no they they, they were they were a solid group you know i, I gotta sure. i gotta yeah. say um they were. but you know i gotta react to that one clip it's just as soon as i saw it you know the the wall walmart walgreens whatever oh that's clothing. by black crimes matter that was did you notice how he took out their video and put in all the massive uh groid uh looting and all that so that yeah that, of course of course, we can all see it. I, I saw an, an example uh, firsthand just this last Saturday. I'll get to that in a second, but I got to react to that guy about the fact that we're like we're doing something to them, okay? Exactly. And we only we only do it in their communities because they don't get any pushback, dude. What are you smoking? There's a piece of ground that's got nothing on it, and no other race is going to develop it. But we put a structure up, okay? 
we finish the interior, we put products that you might want to buy, and then you're blaming us for doing something to you? These fucking black people are like children. They really are. And I mean, I've experienced this in real life. I bet you have too. And the same thing with a lot of Hispanics. They are literally like children. They want us to give them a job. They want us to give them a place to uh, go to work and, and, and live. They want us to provide all the amenities of civilization. And then they're going to bitch about discrimination. It's like, get the fuck out of here. That's a great point. So I'm just looking to see if we sent uh, Davis a text. No reply yet. Yeah, I sent him a text, too. So I'll, t- I'll give you my little brief experience on Saturday morning. It was about probably 9.15, maybe 9.20, going into this uh, safe mart uh, near where I was living up in Nevada. And uh, uh, as I'm walking in, uh, there's this guy, obviously homeless by his clothes and his appearance, and he's, like, hunched over, and he's got this big coat, and he's all stuffed up. I mean, it literally looks like he's having trouble. He kind of bent over a little bit and he, he's he's laden down with all kinds of stuff that you really can't see because he's covering it all up with this big overcoat, right? Uh-huh. And one of the cashiers that happens to be near me as I'm walking in, she says to some other guy, hey, hey, Mike, uh, you know, you got you got this guy walking out here, you know, uh, you, and he goes, and I see this guy coming in, and this guy's a big guy. I mean, he's like probably six five, six six, and he's built. Uh-huh. He's got that build like Chuck Connors used to have back in the day, right? Right, right, yeah, the, yeah. The rifleman, you know, big, you know, big rangy guy. You know, nobody's going to mess with him, right? Yeah. And this guy, who's a who's a, an employee there, uh, he says to her in front of me, I'm like literally five feet away, goes, "Yeah, what do you want me to do?" You know, he was just in the liquor section, right? And I look yep. at this guy, and I look at the cashier, and I go. You, you want me to do something? I'll tackle him. And he goes, yeah, we're not allowed to touch him. And I said, wow. yeah, I figured so. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I go, that's the state of our society. Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah. He said, basically, the, the logic, according to the corporate, is that the uh, the merchandise and the medical uh, bills are, you know, not it's not worth it. I go, medical bills? He goes, well, you know, they might get hurt, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they could sue the store. You know, they get some attorney. They sue you for medical bills and all kinds of other shit. It's not worth the merchandise that they're stealing. And, I mean, I could just tell the way this guy's delivering this line to us. He doesn't like it. He hates it. Sure. And I just, it's like, um, I'm just sickened by it. And this is the other thing, too, is what a lot of people don't get is this under this criminal underclass that we have, including a lot of the homeless? I, I'm no great. I have no great sympathy for the homeless. You know, I've never been. I mean, I do. Um, I'm a human being. I genuinely, genuinely would feel for somebody that is uh, because of very, very bad circumstances in a predicament. Okay, uh, don't get me wrong, but the vast, vast majority of homeless are extremely low in character and they've done and uh, or not done a lot of things to put them in the place they're in and a lot of them are thieves drug users you know drunks so i mean these people should be in camps to be honest with you the, the germans the national socialists would have put them in camps and would have you know had them probably work and taken care of them but they would have kept them uh from uh, society uh, doing all the damage that they've been doing for a very long time well that is a great point uh, Northern Nevada Paul, Weapon X, because even when we were young men, there was a robust public mental health system, right? If someone was like that dude on the streets stealing shit, they would have put him in a, in a mental health sanitarium and cared for him and tried to figure out what's going on. And, you know, the whole, if you start to look back, 
the the globalist communist takeover really began in like the late 70s early 80s when they started to phase things like that out and it's all intentional now looking back just the the satanic evil of these parasites is just unbelievable right and and you know and i'm not sure uh how much quote mental help somebody needs who's you know stealing liquor at nine o'clock in the morning <clears throat> but uh yeah i'm with you and we've all i it's california is well known i think we were one of the first uh, states to start emptying out the mental institutions back in the 70s and we had quite a good system here for a while there's a number of uh well-known uh, fairly large facilities that are i don't know what they're being used for now but it's, it's kind of like the what you see around here sort of the rot the rotting out of what used to be and then the replacement with uh well you know all the chain stores and then all these big you know block apartment houses that are putting in all kinds of foreigners right, that right. are mostly going to be supported by by jew created money or uh Jew stolen money from government, you know, coffers. Uh, I don't know all the mechanisms, but you can clearly see the plan once you once you look around and you just know a few facts and you start to see, um, you know, the, the influx. It really reminds me of that great uh, uh, video that was done many years ago called the anti-racist Hitler, which is just absolutely excellent. Oh, I think I've seen that. That was pretty funny. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, he comes. He he comes in the in the bell, you know that the German bell, which is a fascinating story in and of itself. You know, right. Die Glocke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he comes into the future from the past in this in the in that German bell and lands in uh, Israel and starts preaching uh, diversity and inclusion, and immigration. <laughs> it's it's classic. It really is. Yep, yeah, it truly is. All right. Well, since we had spoken over the weekend, and you mentioned your incredible frustration and taking on the new, the new uh, nickname Weapon X, I have a perfect clip, clip rather from uh, uh, the great Dr. William Luther Pierce to be our first clip on our new inaugural edition of Base Monday Saint Asylum. So I think this is going to resonate with you, Northern Nevada, Paul. Here we go. Pierce wants to kill all of these people. I wanted to round up every earnest college girl and every long-haired freak and every hand-clapping hymn singer who had demonstrated for black rule in Rhodesia or for a boycott of South Africa or for black voting rights in the South or what have you. Make them dig an enormous burial pit and then machine gun all of them. I wanted to obtain all of the old membership lists of the organizations to which these people had belonged so that they could all be rounded up and done away with. They have done so much damage in this world and then walked away from it without the least regard for what they've done, without the least understanding of the harm they've caused, that it seemed to me that the proper thing to do was just kill them all. There you go. I mean, that's, that is literally what needs to be done. It's sad to say, but... The, you know, at some point, Paul, the culture war is going to go hot. These these mentally deranged trannies, I mean, I can't even, you know, I'm usually pretty sympathetic. I can't even imagine, uh, like, the Jew, we all know it's the Jew poisoning the food, the Jew, Jew poisoning the uh, uh, air with the, 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 the chemtrails, and who knows what else the Jew is doing to feminize men and aggressivize women who want to be men. But I'll tell you what, if, if, 
somehow that had affected me early on, I would have said, I need more testosterone. There's something weird is going on in my body. Never in a billion or no, let's go T trillion years would I say, oh, I, I want to be a woman. I mean, it's just so, so sickening, Paul, and so bizarre. And, and, and yet they're arming themselves and there is going to be, if not a full on culture war, there are going to be cities probably in San Francisco, probably in Boston, probably in, in a couple of these other super libtard uh, strongholds where it, it, it gets real. I mean, and I mean real. Your thoughts? Well, you know, um, what kind of, when I heard that Dr. Pierce clip, it reminded me I wanted to say uh, that would be illegal. Uh, you remember, remember they had an old ESPN uh, host, uh, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Maine, right? When he always, oh, Kenny Maine, yeah, he was a funny guy, yeah, yeah. That, that would be a record. Um, well, you know, I can't be the only white guy that has, I don't know, uh, fantasized about uh, setting up uh, a real sting, not like a cop sting, but a real sting with maybe another white guy or two where we, we get some of these, these effing scumbags doing all this shit like the, you know the the break-in the car break-ins in sec, sec, uh, san francisco for example everywhere actually but there's well-known areas the cops know where they all are okay and where the tours park their cars and then like typically it's niggers niggers or mexicans come along and they break the windows and they steal their luggage or whatever it is they can find in the car and i i'm, I'm sure i sent you this little uh video clip from youtube i i could have uh, about some guy he was 30 something years old some 30 something year old black guy so he wasn't a kid right and this basically was his profession right he had a lengthy criminal record surprise surprise yeah and in just one day uh because the uh, uh there was some uh they put these cars out there with these tracking devices and they put these bait uh bait boxes inside of them right like the guy that used to build those glitter bombs for the porch thieves the right, yeah up. yeah for this well, they they did that with yeah. yeah they did that with these bait cars in San Francisco, and this this Emmer Effer nigger right I think he did in one day like eight or nine or ten cars where he just mm -hmm. busted out the windows right, and so of course you know he gets arrested and uh, uh, he gets he gets bail some modest bail and he gets they show it in the clip and again if I didn't send it to you I will find it and send it to you after the show he gets some gook lawyer from the public defender's office. And she gives a little, uh, you know, like a snippet press thing about, well, you know, he's really a good guy, okay, and he's dealing with a lot now. He's taking care of his mother, and, you know, it's poverty. I swear to fucking God, it's like you can't, you can't make it up. He, he, she hit all three. He's really a good guy, taking care of his elderly or his ill mother, right. and, you know, this is poverty. Oh, my God. People just don't get it. It's nothing to do with poverty. It's never had anything to do. All these people are almost all of them are well fed. And yeah. of course, as, as I mentioned on one of my rants on shows I've done before, that uh, when you look into the interviews that prison psychologists have done for decades, right, they'll do interviews on intake, they'll do interviews during incarceration, and they'll do pre-release interviews in many cases and of course these are all available in notes and, and and put together in studies and it's been shown over and over again that almost all these crimes that are committed by these youthful offenders right are never about poverty it's basically about the thrill of doing it right yep absolutely. that's all it is and and peer peer approval peer pressure but it's it's for the thrill and and look, we all know what it's like to do things for thrill. We were all young, right? 
and we were all young, middle-aged, and so there's many things that we've all done for thrill. But guess what, Giuseppe? I've never flash mobbed and shoplifted a store. I've never carjacked anybody for a thrill. I've never burglarized anybody's house or anybody's car. To me, I would be sickened in my in my core, right? Yep. If I did if I did something like that. See, that's the difference between us and Mexicans, niggers, and other mestizos that have IQs at least one or more standard deviations below ours and who right. don't have the same structures in their brains. That's the big lie about so-called racism. They people think, oh, it's just their their brown skin or their black skin. Fuck you, you stupid faggot. Do some homework. That is so true, Paul. So true. And and everybody wants to make an excuse. And, you know, that's what is the most insidious aspect of the child-raping trader Biden and, and, and his handlers, the globalist W World Economic Forum types, is they are intentionally uh, uh, rotting and gutting everything that we used to grow up with in a high-trust society, right? If you grow up as an adult, like you just so viscerally described, you have no no desire to steal another man or woman's property, to, to vi- visit violence upon them. To, to, but you know what? That's, that's the white, uh, white supremacy. That means decency. That means high-trust society. And these vile kikes and these vile blacks and these vile... Uh, uh, trannies, these homos, and these these me- mentally deranged, hate, self-loathing, antifa faggots who who uh, you know color their hair and and teach try to groom little kids. They are all they hate us so much because we are real humans, and they are they are so far down the chain of subhuman and 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 just their their addictions are the seven sins: narcissism, sloth, uh, uh, hate. I mean, they're just worthless. And yet, uh, the the um, the synagogue of Satan types—that's all they're pushing these days, everywhere. It just it just sickens me that there's there's no solution. There's no voting our way out of it. There's no uh, 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 fair enforce, enforcement of law. I mean, there's every law possible there to get rid of every antifa, every groid asshole who's stealing. They're just not enforced, Paul. So what we have is literally satanic traders in power right now who are doing everything they can to wipe us out. Your thoughts? Yeah, so, I mean, just as an example, you touched upon a a number of things there, but we'll just take the so-called border crisis. And and for what we've been hearing for years about, quote, immigration reform, I'm not sure what it is they want to reform. They basically just want to bring in more immigrants and get rid of all the existing immigration laws, uh, almost none of which have ever been repealed. So, you know, the phrase that comes to my mind is that, No such mechanism should exist for what's occurring right now, okay? It's obviously the opposite of what's supposed to be, okay? so But they they put it in the news as part of what I call the outrage culture. In other words, there's a combination of things going on. It's it's outrage culture. It's learned helplessness. It's any number of psychological uh, terms that you want to apply to what they're doing to our minds, right? Because they, they would have us imagine... That a single man, Joe Biden, or Joe Biden and the Democrats is behind all this, and that Trump, right, Trump and the conservatives will fix it. Right. Meanwhile, I go back to what I just said about no such mechanism should exist where they are essentially ushered in, invited in, given debit cards, given cell phones, given 
uh, food stamps, given vouchers of some sort. I mean, how how does that how is that possible? Right. Is that in the Constitution? Is that in the government codes? No, it's so fucking obvious that so-called government is merely an illusion. It's like a it's a stupid buffer between right. what it's what I call the buffer of the delusion that we can vote <laughs> between our Jewish rulers who are insistent upon our demise, right? And the rest of us stupid consumers walking around here and all we want to do is be able to enjoy life that it to be honest with you, I'm thankful for all the time that our forebears, right, provided for us. Okay. Hard working white men that cleared the land and kicked the ass that needed to be kicked, right? So that we could build the kind of country that we, you know, that we did. So now it can be wrecked and destroyed and and the third world can be brought in and just shoved down our throat. It, it just makes me sick that people aren't more pissed off about it. Well, that <clears throat> there's this there's this weird, you know, I, I'm no fan of any of the Abrahamic religions. I mean, I think there is a really powerful message from the Christ consciousness, but this kumbaya uh, love all humans is just nonsense. That's just the Jew trying to just like they did uh, uh, Talmud light with Islam uh, and and like uh, that brilliant Australian guy, uh, Mr. Sewell, said in the intro. You know they're they're not a religion of peace. They're a religion of war. They're they're infil- invaders and infiltrators, which is what the Jew wants of its minions. And so what's so bizarre is that everywhere you look that you've got these the these libtards these weak minded oh i'm going to take my little 3 year old to let a, a let a mentally ill child raping tranny uh do a strip tease dance and and wiggle their wing wang right and and bop them on the forehead sure that uh, and that'll make me feel so proud cuz i'm a a true uh, uh uh caring citizen and i i'm woke and and paul it, it's crazy you know the we don't have a white majority anymore because somewhere between 30 and 50 percent of American whites are race traders and traders uh, shouldn't be allowed to have those children and shouldn't be allowed to take their children to drag queens and shouldn't be allowed to continue the normalization of this one world religion which is luciferianism baalism baphometism satanism whatever you want to call it but it's a one world religion worshiping evil and the one world government run by the vile kike you know out of tel aviv and so how can whites because you and i were raised just like all those other people these idiot boomers who 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 are uh, think that we should do everything we can to save israel and have no <laughs> ability just like just like like the uh, when Columbus was coming to the uh, Central American islands, and uh, or the coastline rather, uh, the, the the natives couldn't see the ships. It was beyond their 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 functional cognitive di- uh, 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 ability until the medicine man suddenly could see it, and he told them what was there. Then suddenly everyone could see it, and I think that we're we're dealing with the modern day equivalent that. So many, sadly, of these whites are, have, are, have been so dumbed down, so weakened physically, emotionally, spiritually, morally, that they're, they're just, oh, oh, yeah, I'm just a good little uh, uh, goyim. I'm going to go along with all this. Uh, I'm cool. I'm woke. I'm a metrosexual. Yeah, sure, sure, my wife wants an open marriage. Now, sure, I'll go along with that and all this, this sick shit. And so 
I mean, that's the problem, right? E- even, you know, you, when we were both raised Catholic, can you imagine in the early 60s a pope saying it's okay for two men to, uh, to butt fuck each other? No way. So <laughs> it's crazy. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. What did, what did you just say? <laughs> could, could, could you repeat that? Um, you know, I'll just I'll hit one thing. Okay, this Christianity is, as you probably know, I am uh, unwelcome in certain circles on other networks such as RBN because I have mocked and bashed Christianity and mocked and bashed some of these stupid callers who will put forth this this premise, right, that God is really in control. Okay, it's really everything is God's. What's all part of God's plan? But yet, no, well, hold on a second. No, Satan rules this world, okay? It's the other world, you know, and they'll say such things as, well, it's a spiritual battle. Whenever I hear that, I've told so many people just to their faces or reacting on air, I said, well, anytime I hear the word spiritual, I think imaginary. And I'm not saying there is uh, no spiritual world or that there there aren't things beyond the material uh, construct that we see. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying to most of these so-called Christians that would, you know, welcome other immigrants as all God's children, right? And, you know, or or all these migrants as, as more potential Christians for our, our multicultural society. Say, so you can't have it both ways, okay? You can't bitch about it and at the same time say it's God's plan, right? right. Because to me, two of those things don't make any sense because Apparently, God's plan is to have the Jews exploit us, steal from us, inject us with poisons, right? Shove, uh, you know, outsiders and aliens down our throat, telling us how great it is, make us pay for them, right? And just, you know, all, we could just keep going down the list of the 25 to the 50 things that, uh, you know, Jews are doing, have done, and intend to do to us. And, of course, you know, leave alone the fact that they have successfully through both uh, I would call it uh, real-world attacks, such as uh, you know, food poisoning and water, you know, poisoning and all, all sorts of other products. But uh, they've also done a spiritual psychological attack, okay, right. uh, by reducing the white birth rate by you know promoting all the things they promoted, right? Such yeah. as, mm-hmm. let's face it, I grew up the same time as you, so I was I was prone to uh, what I'll call uh, a prolonged adolescence or uh, sexual adventurism. Right. And of course, I was one of tens of millions of people that were affected this way that did right. not su- did not successfully marry and have children, which is you know one of my great regrets. Okay, and I, and I could I could provide a, a a medium length list of people that I knew that I grew up with, went to school with that are basically in the same situation, and I'm, and I'm talking about in many cases good looking, intelligent white people. Yep. That's just it's just one of those things. Well, this is part of the Jew promoted culture where they said, hey. Be a playboy. They said to the women, have your career. Hey, here's the pill. Here's the diaphragm. Go out and have sex. Go to the clubs. You know, Uh, you know, they do all these things. Right. It's essentially just uh, make make money. Right. Look good. Buy this product. It really is like that movie they live in. So all they did and they've done it in many other white countries. Right. Germany, Italy, Holland. We all know the story white birth rates around two or below two. Meanwhile, all the non-whites and the, the immigrant cultures and mestizo cultures and the blacks. What I, I heard one time that the average Muslim household in Europe has uh, like six children. So this is oh, just, they breed like rabbits. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so it's, it's the do it's the doom of our culture. And when you look at what the Germans did, what they promoted, 
all they were trying to do was to restore right their own culture in their own country but of course the jew promoted the lie that they were trying to conquer the world right. not that i have a problem with that okay i don't to be honest with you if if i had believe me if i had dictatorial powers there would be some places that would be under our thumb and uh if they didn't want to be under our thumb we might just do a little a little ass kiss kicking you know just to touch them up just a little bit to let them know hey we're the boss, okay? We're not going to totally wreck you or take you over, but these are the new rules. Like a new, like a Bill Maher show, new rules. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that, he's a vile Jew. Was, that, that was Smarmy. a little bit of a rant, a rant there, but... It was a good rant. Well, you know, you bring up a great point about how the, the, we, we didn't, you know, we... we being highly intelligent young white people, we didn't know how we were being manipulated, and it is it is you know now it's obvious and and tying that together with my earlier point that half of the so-called ma white majority are are traitors to everything we hold dear the only solution now is to start over and, and some of these young white folks are, are doing that they're having lots of white babies they're trying to they're homeschooling rather they're doing everything to not be any part of this vile kike satanic society and uh, th that's to me the only way it's going to work, right? There's no salvaging what we have now. Your thoughts? Well, so, but it, it needs to be promoted. That's the problem, as you as you and I have discussed many times, and and I've said on the air on many different venues that the biggest issue is that we don't have power, or we're not in power, and that another group is, and it's really as simple as that, and it, it, that has to be changed or reversed, or we're just going to have pockets of. Um, shall we say, uh, pockets of resistance or, or pockets of an alternative existence. But the overwhelming, I mean, look, I, I heard some guy on RBN over the weekend talking about uh, community gardens, right? And, and uh -huh. uh, you know, cooperating with it, getting to know your neighbor in Bart. And this is just insane. It's, it's, and look, I don't want to smash this guy too hard and I'm not going to name him, but it just reminds me of so many intellectual pussies okay they're intellectuals but they're also pussies because they right. don't get they didn't get the memo okay that this evil alien and that's always how they've been regarded as an evil alien presence has got control of every system you can imagine all the governmental systems the economic systems medical systems legal systems they can command with phone calls and, 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 and letters, who knows what, I mean, they can do whatever it is that they want to do or need to do to push forward their agenda. Meanwhile, we just look at it and observe it and react to it and talk about it. And that's the difference between one group having power and the other group having no power. So that's why I admire what the National Socialists did, and they made a film. Okay, or their concept was the will to power. And, of course, the film Triumph of the Will. That's what it's about. It's like, do you have the will to power? You know, so if you're in, I mean, we'll use a prison analogy. Neither you or I have been to prison, but we've seen plenty of the videos. Right. And, uh, you know, I've been, you know, to jail, which is different from prison. But, you know, like I said, the longest I ever did was 30 days. But, right. but the reason I mention it is because in there, right, you only have one thing. Okay, <laughs> that's your ability to defend yourself or your ability to do violence to somebody else, which others fear. And that's what these people have. And that's what they're using. But 
most people will never push it. They'll never test it. All right. The bottom line is this is everybody calls the police. Why? Because they want the police to come with force to enforce something. Right. You know, to protect their protect their rights, to protect their property, to protect them from harm, whatever it is they, they want the police for. And what are the police? They're basically uh, government organized force. That's all. The, that's the way the world works. And unfortunate thing about most people is they haven't figured this out. The National Socialists talked about this. It's the law of nature, right? Survival of the fittest. Uh, there's a great chapter in the book, uh, The Rise of the Underman by Lothrop Stoddard. And the chapter is The Iron Law of Inequality. That chapter should be taught in all high schools, maybe even junior high, but in all high schools and colleges. Just that alone, the iron law of inequality. This is the way the world is. And we have to wake up to it. Otherwise, we're going to be uh, essentially done in by people that have a stronger will and a stronger determination than we do. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll stop talking for the moment. Great point. Great points. And that's just it. And uh, although I think that we're starting to see this whole woke o- overplay is failing, I mean... Look at what happened to Bud Light. They even paid some clowns like Kid Rock to try and salvage the brand and say it's okay. And, and, and real white uh, men and women are having none of it. And and I don't know if you saw that. The entire wor- um, Sports Illustrated staff who was responsible for the disgusting trannies on the cover and a whole tranny calendar uh, were all fired. So I did not st- even know this. Sports yeah. Illustrated had a tranny Yep. Issue? Yep. No, the calendar. Tranny calendar. You know, Sports Illustrated does oh, that swimsuit oh. calendar. It's famously right. done that for decades. Right. Well, they had the brilliant idea to have a tranny on, and boy, did that uh, blow up and hurt. The, the, it's already a, fa- a failing brand because, you know, there used to be such power to magazines like Time Magazine, Newsweek, uh, Life, Sports Illustrated, and now, you know, who reads magazines anymore? Everything's digital. So I know. We used to have Newsweek come. We had Life come to our house. Then Newsweek come to our house. I used to read them as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Weird. So, so, but, but what's funny is there is more and more pushback, and I think that um, ultimately, the what what I mean, we know our listeners can differentiate, but I think that the the normie who who is you know five percent aware of what's going on thinks that they can go listen to these vile kikes like uh, Mark Levine and uh, Rich. Uh, uh, Savage, whose real name is Wiener, uh, these Savage. blowhard kikes, and and then the alt kike like uh, that little rodent uh, Shapiro, and all these other. I mean, if if you if white people can't differentiate that you should have nothing to do in any capacity with anything a Jew says, then you're you're lost to us. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, as uh, you may not know, or you may know, but so Michael Savage got his start here in the Bay Area. He was actually a, uh, one of the higher-rated uh, featured hosts on uh-huh. one of these locals. I used to listen to him all the time, you know, before I knew he was Jewish, before I was fully Jew, Jew awake. It's uh-huh. probably goes back to, well, the 90s, I would say. And, I mean, he was solid, okay? Uh, in fact, uh, I, I, I won't say I was a fan, but I was a regular listener. And he did, you know, uh, in my opinion, have a lot to do with getting the mindset rolling uh, here with the borders, language, and culture. And he used to go on some epic rants. I mean, so he was no fan. Uh, he was never explicitly racist in terms of talking about non-whites, but it was just all right there underneath the surface. Anybody that was listening would know. 
Um, so again, I don't know how much he really does know, and I don't really think he's any kind of a a misinfo or disinformation guy. Or uh, really, I totally you. disagree with that. I think really, he, yeah, Tell I me. think that all these uh, the, these these high rated uh, kikes in uh, mass media are completely disinformation because they're trying to get to align with white people as conservatives when any real conservative should should be uh, a nationalist and uh, and nowadays you know socialism will never work so you can't have national socialism in the United States what you need is like national populism you know we need we need a way to take away the power from these kikes. So my belief of all those those vile Jews like Sav- Wiener, Savage, and Levine and uh, the other kikes who are propped up as pundits is that they are, they, they are uh, it's a psyop to make you think that they're just right there with you, bro. They're, they're a conservative white guy. And no, they're a Jew that's subverting the entire possible nationalist movement. That's my take on it. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to totally disagree. I'll just say, uh, as an example, these are all, all mainstream guys, so they're not going to be on the air if they if they name the Jew, right? In other words, there's only so far you can go. And uh, to me, I'm going to draw the difference. Uh, of course, Mike, uh, what's his name? Mark Levine is he's fucking so annoying and transparent. Yeah, ben, yeah. ben Shapiro too, but I, I will separate Michael Savage just a little bit. And I haven't listened to him in years, but I just yeah. remember. Uh, like I said, driving around and having him, hearing him on. In fact, there's a couple places I used to go, and he was he was on at a lot of places of work or places of employment. Like if I go to drop something off at a place or I walk in or I go to a warehouse, and a lot of times uh-huh. he'd be on. Guys would be listening to him. And he, he used to go on some epic rants. I remember one time on a one particular day, he was just, you know, he's upset. He was yelling because of immigration. This immigration so-called debate, which is not a debate, uh, as my brother uh, said so brilliantly many, many years ago, probably back in the 90s, uh, my brother who lives in Germany now, he said the immigration debate is hampered by the fact that one side does not want it to take place. Um, but uh, having said that, one one afternoon on the air, Michael Savage just yells into the microphone, we don't need another 400,000 Guatemalan leaf blowers. <laughs> and it was just so effing perfect because, you know, at least where I'm at, right, all the, you know, all the, the outdoor professions, the construction, the landscape and the gardening, it's like all every time you see a leaf blower, it's a goddamn third world immigrant operating that I'll tell you that for sure. That's for sure. Just heard back from Davis. He's unable to join us today, but hopefully he'll be able to join us next week. So, you know, one of the most stunning stunning things that's occurred in the last uh, two weeks is this, this, I don't even know what to make of it, but I'll play a clip of uh, the, 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 the uh, Talmudic rats starting to come out of the sewers through a uh, custom uh, whole created sewer grate. So let's, here's, here's the <laughs> secret entrance to the ritual blood sacrifice. There's one of those demon <laughs> And and so that okay, so that's one. And then here's this is even more uh disturbing, Paul, is uh when they started to carry out the uh let's see, where is that one? Oh, here we go. So so as far as I understand, and I haven't done a deep dive into this because it's just so disgusting. We already knew what was going on with these uh, Chabad Luvavich demons. They're just the latest 
uh, fake uh, uh, Satan worshippers. First you had Zebatai Zevi, then you had Jacob Franks, and then you had Rabbi Schmierson, who uh, appropriately died of fecal impaction, which means he died of being full of shit, which is the perfect uh, death for any Jew rabbi traitor. And so, uh, um, but check this one out now. Pull here, you know they're like, oh, that was there. Nothing was going on there. Check out the Jews themselves are, are these rats are trying to pull out mattresses and hide them and look at the stains on this. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Cheap outdoor furniture covering type of so-called. Yeah, mattress. but the first one you see, the first one that came out, the stained yeah. mattress. Yeah, that was. It's yeah. it's 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 a it's a tr- it's a trope, Giuseppe. It's it's. Uh, I guess it's a trope. It's not real. Yeah, yeah. It's a trope. It's it's li- it's libel. It's anti-Semitism. It's uh, you know, they're they're scapegoats. They're scapegoats. Yeah, that's exactly right, Paul. They're scapegoats. Jeez, they're 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 victims. Hold on. You know what we just did? We victimized them. Oh my God, I feel so bad. Really? No, not I, at all. I distinctly remember uh, as a, I think it was a senior in high school, the history class. Uh, I had a pretty cool history teacher actually, and he played one of those propaganda films from uh, Germany. Uh, it was in English subtitles. And it showed uh, rats running around, and the Germans were like likening the Jews to rats. And of course, the purpose of showing this was to to mock the idea that you know German propaganda was portraying the Jews as rats. And we all just kind of watched it. And, you know, let's face it: you're a senior in high school. You know, you got all kinds of other stuff on your mind, so it just it passes through one ear and out the other, right? But. You know, I never had a problem with the Germans or the Nazis, even as a young man. Like I said, I always right. liked the uni- like the uniforms, I liked the equipment, I liked the tanks, yeah. I liked the, I liked the salute, I liked the sort of the organization and the unity of purpose. You know the uh, you know what I'm saying? It was just uh, it, it appealed to me, and and then come to find out that that's our nature. You know, as I've said to so right. many people so many times in both text and email, whatever is that. We will be ruled, and most people actually want to be ruled, and in many cases do better when they're in some sort of a structure with expectations. No doubt. But yeah. they, the Jews have promoted all this other vile nonsense of libertarianism, right, and individualism. Oh, and the Constitution, and natural law, and all this shit. Well, guess what? Some of that is fine in a vast, supermajority white country, right, right. For, for white people, but is there any doubt that we definitely need a two-tiered justice system? Because when you see what's going on now, oh my God, the Jews, of course, will let off all these criminals, the criminal underclass, give them, give them all kinds of programs, give them deferred adjudication. I mean, think about the way they play with their words, in the legal system. Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to give you probation. And if that doesn't work, we're going to give you double secret probation and, <laughs> and defer, loss, yeah. deferred adjudication. And as long as you, uh, you know, go uh, with the program and you report to your probation officer, then you can still be. I mean, uh, good God, I could go on and on. I, like I said, I, I watched recently all these YouTube videos of these judge hands handing down these sentences, and it was like, 
Negro after Negro after Mestizo after Mestizo, getting these breaks and then finally getting sentenced because they've had so many probations, right? And so many programs that they failed to report for and then in many cases were out committing crimes while they were on probation. Right. It's like the whole thing, just like you said, it's just, it's it's a joke. It is a joke. And so getting back to this, and I want to get your thoughts on a second, but we'll play the final clip, which has become a, a, a meme in itself uh, of this young, you know, the, 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 the it's weird. These Chabad Lubavitch uh, subhumans are, are dancing around and chimping out uh, in, a, in the weirdest way. And then this Italian, this Paisan New York cop, he, he, he said, we don't do that in America. And check this out. This is really- I don't know. I don't know. We don't do that in America, which uh, the, the bottom line is raping children in tunnels. And and uh, that's what the, the Habads are known for, and so unbelievable, Paul. So, what's your take on this? This popped, you know. This is there's something going on, some very kind of sophisticated Jew psyop going on. First, they open up X, thanks to uh, fake uh, uh, controlled opposition Elon Musk, and all of a sudden, all there's all kinds of Jew truth being spoken, you know, which. Uh, 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 Jonathan Greenblatt would tell you it's anti-Semitic hate, right? And tropes and stereotypes. They, that was stage one. And then stage two is supposedly someone heard people talking and banging in their walls in that area in Brooklyn. So all of a sudden they send in, and if you watch the original videos, there's like a hundred cops there, cop vehicles. I mean, they sent they sent a major force to supposedly lock this down, and they're going to cement the tunnels. And, and but, So that's all a show. You cannot... You cannot dump a bunch of cement, and and, and the, the the film shows the true nature of how vast that tunnel system was. A, a, a cement truck or two isn't going to fill that in. You can't. So, so what do you think is really going on there, Paul? You know, that's a really, really good question and a good point. Yeah, no, it should be obvious to most people that's ever that have worked with cement or seen, you know, the the amount of volume that a cement truck would carry. There's no way that you could fill. First of all, why would they want to fill that with cement? It's a exactly. whole field, yep. a whole lot uh, less expensive to fill it with fill dirt or like base rock or whatever. Right, exactly. I yeah. mean, it's, that's a quite an expensive way. And can you imagine the, the sheer volume of cement it would take to fill that space? So I'm not buying that. To be honest, I don't really know. I mean, let's face it. We're all speculating here. Right, right, and uh, it's just—I uh, mean, I, I'm not there. I would—I would love to know, but you can be one. One thing you can know for sure is it's going to be uh, minimized or covered up, whatever it is going on there. And I would have liked to have seen those c- cops. What happened to clubs or billy clubs? By the way? <laughs> right. We we haven't seen those for. I mean, they got these tasers. That to me, that is nowhere near they satisfying. Have a lot of non-lethal weapons they don't use enough. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. I've never hit anybody with a club, but I can imagine it'd be pretty satisfying if you're a cop, especially if you got some assholes, you know, doing the kind of stuff that people do that would require a club. Okay. 
And uh, so, yeah, I would have loved to have seen the uh, cops get a little bit more uh, rough and hands-on with those uh, people. But, yeah, when you when they played the clip of that one guy with that really thick, disgusting, foreign-sounding alien accent. Right. It's just like just like we've always said it's uh you know it's just it's an alien race an alien culture and uh they the problem has always been that they exist amongst us i mean this is what you get this is the problem i'm sure there's plenty of good decent jews right this is a real thing i'm not making this up just to say it just like there's plenty of good decent black people with high morals no doubt about it right but we all know what you get when you get large number of blacks Right. And we all know what you get when you bring in large groups of Jews that are going to build networks and in-group preference, in-group cooperation, you know, nepotism taking over entire industries. This is just historically this is what's been done. So there shouldn't be any surprise. There you go. That's uh, that's great. Well, we reached the top of the hour. I'm looking for uh, let's play. Uh, um... And I, I got I got something I can read to whenever you're ready. Actually, uh, it's something that uh, I pulled up. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I was gonna do a top of the hour tune. I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm looking for. Uh, uh, hmm. I grab so many of these things, and I always say I'm gonna I'm gonna create a sub file system so I don't have to look for them. How much, but the, how much time do we have? Uh, well, we're at the top of the hour right now, so okay. uh, I'm just looking for one of the the tunes. Uh, here we go. This is a pretty good one. They live. Well, we just were talking about they live. Here we go.
right, welcome back to hour number two of the premiere episode of Based Monday of the Sane Asylum with uh, regular co-host Northern Nevada Paul, now known as Weapon X. And uh, Davis Lerman is our other co-host, but he couldn't make it this week, so hopefully Davis will be able to join us next week. And so, uh, Paul, any thoughts? Uh, that They Live clip is a good one because it's, it's just... awesome. It should be played over and over again. Can you imagine seeing that in... Well, not just the classroom, but you know, you're walking into your auto parts store and it's on a video and it just repeating on, <laughs> that would on, be great. on on a loop. Yeah, see, this is the joke about uh, you know politics, government, voting. Is I mean, they hold all these posts, and I'm sure it's not just the top post in all these various agencies and departments, but it's um, I'm sure much of the understaff is also Jewish and or uh, you know minorities, people of color, right? Diversity, equity, inclusion, they have no idea what's going on. They have no idea who the Jews are, what they're trying to do. And in many cases, they might even be behind the agenda if it involves uh, putting the white man in his place. Great point, Paul. Great point. I mean, we don't... don't, Go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. We don't have any allies. And even though uh, there's there's a few black guys here and there I've talked with and they understand the sort of things I will say and maybe they'll nod their heads, but we can't count on any allies from other races. That's the other thing. I can't stand the idea that, yeah, we all need to get together and cooperate to fight the common enemy. Oh, fuck you. Well, <laughs> I mean, at some point, um, I don't know, Paul, at some point we've, uh, we, we with uh, the real majority of the white race in this country gone because of half the whites are race traders or woke or or uh, been poisoned and think they're gonna be turned into women and, and weird shit like that. You know, if someone, for example, a guy like Ayo Kamate, you know, you, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Lord of the Rings with the Fellowship of the Rings when the evil got so great, the elves and the uh, dwarves work together even though they, they, they don't like each other. And so, uh, to me, at some point, that uh, unless there's some miraculous awakening of a lot of white apex predator alpha male types, we need a Fellowship of the Ring because somehow, some way. We got it. We got to show the Jew the door permanently. So, right. Well, so you know, in principle, it sounds good. I mean, in terms of actual logistics, I'm not really sure how it would work. Well, I agree with that. Yeah, that's um, a great point. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not against uh, people that are on our side. I mean, let's face it. Obviously, uh, there's going to be a great number of Hispanics, quote unquote, that actually probably are and consider themselves closer to uh Euro- europe and european than they do right. than the, the mestizo Indi- indian yeah exactly right and, and you can tell the difference i mean i just noticed this the other day when i was actually out and there was this one family and just the, their body styles i mean somebody famously said on a, on a video i saw years ago about the fact that if you take away the color you just show the silhouettes you can tell what a white person looks like and walks like and and you know the typical white body And they have a common look compared to some of these, for example, the mestizos and even a lot of the Asians, right, with just the shorter in stature. stature. And clearly this one family had much more Spanish or European in them by the way that they looked because they weren't short and stumpy. And, you know, I see here in California, but it's unfortunate, it's only maybe 20 to 25% of these Hispanics uh, have what I would call a 
a noticeable level of white European. The rest of them, they look like Indians. They look like short, stumpy, brown Indians that have nothing to do with, uh, you know, our European genetic heritage. And sure, a lot of them are quote-unquote hard workers, and and I would probably say, I don't know what the percentage is, but uh, many of them are going to be sweet people, very moral. But what people forget, you know, what the criminal statistics point out is that uh, Hispanics or uh, mestizos in general have a crime rate that's four to five times what whites and Asians have, and of course, that's, that's half of blacks. Blacks have a criminal uh, rate that's nine to ten times it's unbelievable yeah 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 it's exactly so i mean but we're going to have allies amongst that race and of course you know there's plenty of conservative blacks that uh, they've even made videos about how they prefer white people white neighborhoods so fine you're welcome and there's going to be probably tons of asians and they know what the score is they're smart enough to figure out the reason uh why they want to live here is because it's something that white people built but at the same time you can't you can't count on them. You know what I'm saying? I would be, uh, if there's any sort of an organization or governmental structure, uh, in my opinion, they would have no positions of power. I mean, it's like one group has got a rule. I, in my opinion, this is going to be doomed sooner or later. Uh, it's just a matter of time before it all starts to fall apart. It already is starting to fall apart. And uh, you can't have these like competing interests, you know, uh, plurality, seat at the table type of, you know, where you got like five or six or seven political parties like they're, you know, like in, in parts of Europe where, you know, you have the Green Party and the Democrat Party and the Workers Party and then this party and they're all they're all vying for a voice or vying for percentage or representation. It's just, this is why Hitler outlawed and eliminated all the po- other political parties in Germany. <laughs> you know, most people think that's an example of of uh, you know tyranny and oppression and authoritarianism, no, it's just, it was smart. It was a smart move. Totally smart move. And speaking of smart moves, you know, we were talking about how how so many of the mind raped and body poisoned and spirit uh, poisoned whites are now race traders. And so you and I are both a huge fan of Dr. William Luther Pierce. So here's a great Pierce clip. A short one about how not to be a coward. And this you know, is... it's it's good to read informative books. It's good for you to listen to American dissident voices. But that's not enough. It's not enough for me to talk and for you to listen or to read. Listening and reading must be a preliminary to action, or it is meaningless. It is worthless. While I talk and you listen every week, the people who are destroying America just gloat and smirk. They'll keep on gloating and smirking, and they'll keep on with their destructive work until you stop doing nothing but listening and begin helping me wipe the smirk off their faces. In America, unfortunately, we have developed a spectator mentality. We like to watch what's happening around us, but we don't like to participate. We don't like to get involved. That's why I hate spectator sports and have a great contempt for sports fans. Sitting on your couch and watching other people do things isn't healthy, either individually for you or collectively for the country. America is in the mess it's in today, 
because we just sat back and watched it happen. We didn't do anything to stop it. We just let the wreckers have their way without doing so much as giving them a bloody nose. Now, I don't like to say this, but I feel obliged to say it. If you just continue to do nothing but listen and read, you are betraying your country and your people. You are a selfish coward. You are a traitor to your children and your grandchildren. You are shirking your responsibility to them. You know what the media bosses and the politicians have planned for them. If you don't do something, you don't deserve to live. You are a disgrace to your country and your ancestors. There you go. Paul, your thoughts? Well, sure. I mean, obviously, but, you know, we all... <clears throat> We all kind of wonder, okay, what is it exactly we can do now? I, you know, I have a some ideas in my head, and some might, might even call it uh, uh, an evil plan. <laughs> but let's face it, what what can we do? I mean, the bottom line is, as I mentioned before, about no such mechanism should exist. Uh, as I said so many times, if they were to ask for volunteers to go help on the border, you know, you'd have tens of thousands of white guys. They'd bring their They'd bring their favorite weapon and uh, they'd be ready to go uh, take care of business. Um, but we would be uh, prevented. We would be uh, probably charged as criminals and we would be actively opposed. So, you know, there's there's we're forced with fighting two things. OK, the the so-called governmental system that is the instrument of our oppression and the instruments of our demise and oppression. They're bringing in these uh, this enemy alien biology. You know, that's what that's that's got to be looked at that way. You know, it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate because I want to be I want to be a nice guy, decent guy. I want to be neighborly. I want to be friendly. I want to be civil and polite. And I and I mostly am everywhere I go. Um, But that's a individualistic, anecdotal uh, way of looking at a much larger problem. It's like, you know, when I'm trying to talk to somebody about this issue, they always you know, they go down the same fucking road all the time about, oh, well, one of my friends or my neighbor or my co-worker, fuck you, you dipshit. We're talk- <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking about tens of millions. I mean, that's, it's not just millions anymore. It's tens of millions of these people that, let's face it, we don't like. I don't like. If you say that you like them and it's fine with you, then guess what? You're going in the camp too or worse. Um, it's like you say these race traders. By the way, I would <clears throat> I would take issue with such things as fifty percent or whatever it is you say. I'm, I'm not sure that the numbers are that high. <clears throat> and I oh really? Huh. Okay. I hope you're right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> there's <clears throat> excuse me. There's supposedly studies or data you can look at. I probably could, wouldn't take me too long to dig up a link where uh, the uh, the white people in general, the white race, is the least likely to race mix. You know, by uh, and I think it's probably both a combination of responding to surveys as well as the actual uh, data from like you know marriage licenses or whatever. But yeah, Hispanics and Asians uh, and, and and blacks are much more likely to race mix than whites. 
I think the, the, the last statistic I saw for it's rising, unfortunately. Now, it used to be well, well below 10%, but I think now it's approaching 15% for whites. And they're in some sort of mixed relationship or mixed marriage, which, to be honest with you, you know, this is why we have we had laws against it, miscegenation laws, because right, as I go, right, right. I go back before people need structure, they need to be ruled, they're going to be ruled anyway, one way or the other. So who is it that, that's going to rule them? You know, us, do we have uh, our, our own best interests, the interests of the white race, or people that have nothing more than the destruction and the demise of the white race in their policies? Hmm, that's the question I pose. You know, it's the, you, you bring up a fascinating point, and let me ask you to elaborate on it. If you think about it, <coughs> since the, the uh, repopulation of humanity after the antediluvian floods, there's always been this hierarchical... Uh, are you okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was on mute. The, uh, there's this hierarchical uh, uh, power structure, right? The... Uh, Egyptian pharaohs, the uh, Roman emperors, the Greek emperors, the Ottoman Empire had a brutal hierarchical power structure. I mean, I remember reading one uh, caliph uh, had 11 sons and killed 10 of them because he only wanted this one son to take over. And so, I mean, you either can have, because humanity is so, so at this point, genetically condition the great sheep of hordes to obey you can either have a benevolent leader who cares about his people someone like a Qaddafi who did great things for his nation and his people or a parasitic evil uh, uh, leader which we have been experiencing in the last 40 50 years so your thoughts on that well sure I mean there's there's other options as well but let's face it um, uh, just the two that you presented I mean if people had a choice, what would they choose? Right? I mean, it goes back to what I said earlier about no no such mechanism should exist. Uh, we're not given a say in the matter. So if people had a choice to allow all these people to come across the border, what do you think people would choose? You know, it's the yeah. vast. It's kind of like the vast majority of people are, are not aware of our financial system. But if they were given the choice, hey, do you want a single group uh, of wealthy Jewish banking families to uh, strip our country of all its assets and to tax you and basically steal the money all the time, take the wealth. Uh, is that okay for you? Would you vote for that? I mean, again, it's all about the will to power, the taking of power. Uh, at best, these people have usurped power. I'm not sure how much they've taken it, but of course, being the schemy, slimy, conniving, uh, you know, conspiratorial rats that they are, uh, they've managed to do it through co uh, co-opting and uh, bribing and you know corrupting all the things and I'm just saying why not we just take what it is that we want right I mean because uh, nobody's going to give it to us right even if we ask nicely that's the whole thing about petition the government for redress of grievances yeah how's that working <laughs> oh man great uh, points Paul great points yeah, it's really weird that the the individuals who have been dumbed down so much, the nor the so-called normies, they, they they're clueless, right? I mean, they 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 think that oh, I'm going to go vote for Trump, and and clearly now Trump's being set up to be reinstalled. I mean, it's it's uh, and and to me, it it's more pushing towards the continued uh, uh, decline and. De 
disintegration of this country. So, I mean, the Antifa types and the woke types and the trannies are going to be so apoplectic. They're going to uh, uh, visit violence upon normal people, right? And so then the normal people who are far better trained and armed are going to respond, and all of a sudden there's your opening for who knows what. So, I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on tr- clearly anyone who's looked at it realizes that Joe Biden was not elected, that I, I don't, did you catch um, a last week where there was a professor who put on a, a, a display that he could hack the Dominion system with just a pencil? It was amazing that it's, that's how weak that system is and that's how rigged all these elections are. And so it's clear Trump won. I mean, Biden had never won a primary in 40 years and uh, that, that disgusting, um, I don't know what she is, whore, uh, come all over you. Harris is, uh, you know, slept her way to that position. And she was so despised that uh, uh, when uh, that Hawaiian woman, the former uh, Tulsi Gabbard, just tore her apart in the first. So suddenly they're installed as president and vice president, right? Even though Trump clearly won. I mean, there's 20 different ways to look at it, and they're all uh, pretty much believable. So why is Trump being put in now, in your opinion? Well, he's not in there yet. And, well, he's not uh, in there yet. That's true. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, there's a lot there going on. I think it's a combination of what they've always done, which is they love to slap us in the face with a with a cold, dead fish and ask us, how do you like it, Goyam? I mean, I really do think that that's what's been going on for quite a while now, especially, you know, Obama, right? But like I said, look at all the other uh, weak people that they've put up, the people that were just – you know, just based on general principles of listening to them, you could just yeah. tell, like like Bush Jr. I mean, good God, what a slimy, conniving little weasel that guy was, right? No mm-hmm. And then the people they ran, I mean, John Kerry again, you know, uh, McCain, Obama, uh, you know, all these people that they give us a choice for. To, to me, it's so let's go back to what you just said about uh, about Trump, right? So it's a beautiful psychological operation when you think about it, because they can go a number of different ways, right? I mean, they could pull the rug out at the last minute, just similar to what they did on the 2020 election. And then it's like, okay, what are you going to do about it, Whitey? What are you going to do about it, Mr. Conservative? What are you going to do about it, patriotic gun owner? I mean, it really is a combination of, like I said, outrage culture, uh, learned helplessness, any number of uh, whatever psychological terminology you want to apply. It's nothing that I've read in depth about, but I'm just giving you my off-the-cuff take on it. Right. Because y- you and I firmly believe, we let's say we don't know, but we firmly, firmly believe that Trump is a phony and he's not going to do anything that he says. Right. Yep. And when you listen to all the clips of him saying all the different things he said, in many cases, things that are very anti-white, anti-traditional American, and of course he's never walked back the pimping of the vaccine right right? so you know at at best trump is very very problematic okay that's at best at worst he's a dead-end cul-de-sac that's going to waste another four years or eight years or whatever it is that they've been wasting to have real action and real change because in my opinion and i think you agree with me the only thing that's going to change is a lot of people getting fucked up yeah okay yeah. I mean, you just sooner or later, you got to fuck some people up. And uh, if you listen to enough uh, lectures of William Pierce, I mean, he basically comes right out and says it. Yep, that was, that, that that's was it. That's yeah. exactly it. 
Yeah, 100%. Hey, you mentioned uh, at the end of hour one there was something you wanted to read, so uh, you want to read it this time? Well, sure. It was it was about the um, these tunnels and the, the tradition of the Chabad Lubavitch. Let me pull it as an article. I came across this beauty, this gem, was in the comments of one of these uh, sites, and there was a link, and I just clicked on it. So this is an article called... <clears throat> The Child Rape Assembly Line, and it was from 2013. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it's by a guy named Christopher Ketchum. So this is Vice News 2013. Rabbi Newcomb Rosenberg, who is 63 with a long grain beard, recently sat down with me to explain what he described as, quote, a child rape assembly line among some sects of fundamentalist Jews. Rabbi Rosenberg... Uh, a member of Brooklyn's uh, Satmir Hasidim fundamentalist branch of Orthodox Judaism, designs and repairs mikvahs in compliance with Torah law. The mikvah is a ritual Jewish bathhouse used for purification. Devout Jews are required to cleanse themselves in the mikvah on a variety of occasions. Women must visit after menstruation, and men have to make an appearance before the high holidays, such as Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Many of the devout also purify themselves before and after the act of sex and also before the Sabbath. So, on a visit to Jerusalem in 2005, Rabbi Rosenberg entered a mikvah in one of the holiest neighborhoods in the city, Maya Sharem. He says, quote, I opened the door that entered into a schwitz, he told me, whatever a schwitz is. A schwitz is a steam bath. Okay, there you go. I opened the doors. I opened the door that entered into a schwitz, he told me. Vapors everywhere. I can barely see. My eyes adjust, and I can see an old man about my age, a long white beard, a holy-looking man sitting in the vapors. On his lap, facing away from him, was a boy, maybe seven years old. The old man was having anal sex with this boy. Rabbi Rosenberg paused, gathered himself, and went on. This boy was speared on the man like an animal, like a pig. And the boy was saying nothing but on his face, everything, fear. The old man looked at me without any apprehension, without any fear, as if this was just common everyday occurrence. He didn't stop. I was so angry, I confronted him. I removed the boy from his penis, and I took the boy aside, and I told this man, it's a sin before God, a mishkovishker, whatever, I'm not pronouncing that right, but M-I-S-H-K-O-V-Z-U-C-H-R, mishkovishker, right? Close enough. <laughs> All right. What are you doing to this boy's soul? You're destroying this boy. He had a sponge on a stick to clean his back, and he hit me across the face with this sponge on a stick. How dare you interrupt me, he said. I had heard of these things for a long time. This is the rabbi of uh, this uh, Rosenberg going back now. I had heard of these things for a long time, but I had never seen them. The child sex abuse crisis in ultra-Orthodox Judaism, like, like that of the Catholic Church, well, maybe. I'm not sure I like the way they do that. Right, exactly. <clears throat> the child sex abuse crisis in ultra-Orthodox Judaism, like that of the Catholic Church, has produced its share of shocking headlines in recent years. In New York and in the prominent Orthodox communities of Israel and London, allegations of molestation and rape have been rampant. The alleged abusers are school teachers, rabbis, fathers, uncles, figures of male authority. 
Right. The victims, like those of the Catholic priests, are mostly boys. Rabbi Rosenberg believes around half of young males in Brooklyn's Hasidic community, the largest in the United States, have been victims of sexual assault. Ben Hirsch, director of Survivors of Justice, a Brooklyn organization that advocates for orthodox sex abuse victims, thinks the real number is even higher. From anecdotal evidence, we're looking at over 50%. It has almost become a rite of passage. And the article goes on and on and on and on, and including a few pictures. It actually shows a picture of this guy, Rabbi Rosenberg, uh, inspecting a ritual purification bath known as a mikvah, blah, 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 blah. But isn't that interesting here? Uh, you know, report from the, it's called Report from the Trenches of the World, child, the Child Rape Assembly Line from 2013. And I can, I can send you the link, and you can make it available if people want. Absolutely. I, w- I would like to do that. And it's funny that I have read so many uh, uh, corroborating instances of of that going on. I mean, and that's why I said earlier in the show there's three great uh, Luciferian f- false meshiacs, right? Uh, Zabati, Zabi, uh, Jacob Franks, and, the, and then uh, Schmierson, the latest one who died of being full of shit. And that's what they do. They, they they literally are so evil, so demented that they think that doing everything so beyond the pale is somehow going to bring their Messiah, which is, you know what, I don't think it's going to do it. So It's just bizarre. Well, first of all, these people are obviously mentally ill because yes, as, absolutely. as the, the based Sean Strickland said in his little video uh, interchange with that uh, reporter that was trying to ask him a question about something about gays or transgenders, he said, look, 10 years ago, of course, it's way longer than 10 years, but he said 10 years ago it was regarded as a mental illness, and now it's being promoted as normalcy. And I I probably said the same thing about homosexuality for the better part is 25, 30 years, where historically, by basically every culture, homosexuality is regarded as pathology. Right. But, but now you they're what, pushed, Go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. No, no, I cut you off. Sorry. Yeah. But, but now, of course, it's being pushed, as you know. I'm not telling you anything or the listeners. They don't know. It's being pushed as not just normalcy, but just a, it's another choice, you know? Hey, if yeah. I want to. I could be a homosexual one day, and that might change my mind. I could go back to being a heterosexual. No, you should never, ever have the desire to do what it is these homosexual men do in their sexual practices. If you have that desire, i got to say, you're fucked up. It could be Without violent. Oh, seriously. <laughs> okay. You know what? I've got the Strickland clip. Let's play it. That guy okay. is, is based. He's a very cool guy. Uh, we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian community in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think I'd... Oh, look, another, another, I'm saying to you, the swamp, you guys, the swamp. You become a champion, you become a star, and then someone says... Let me ask you something. Are you, are you, are you gay? No, are you, let me know, are you gay? Can I hear, can I get an answer? Well, no, I'm asking, this is a part of, are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son he was gay, you'd be like, oh man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid? No problem with it. Oh man, well, you, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, <laughs> you're part of the fucking problem. Exactly. You elected Justin Trudeau. Like, would you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And, and the fact that, the fact that you have no fucking backbone 
And and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts? You ask me some stupid shit like that? Go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. No, that doesn't really answer the question, but I did want to ask also, awesome. you said about the trans look at, community. Look at that. Said, knuckles uh, on this past that. October when they announced the Bud Light. Look at his ear, too. California. You go so hard on Bud Light in your next fight, they'll have to accept that's the guy that you avoid or you'll be when, nice to. Uh, when they know what, and we'll know what they stand for. Are you this guy's like, nah, this Canadian's not that Canadian. Are you still going to use your fight time to kind of speak on that? Here's the thing about Bud Light. Here's the thing about Bud Light. Ten years ago, to be trans was a, what, a mental fucking illness. And now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaseled your way in the world. You are, you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit you're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know what? You're right. Fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. The world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, their sexual preference. Like, dude, this guy is a fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right there. Good for wow. you, Sean Strickland. That was that was based, Paul. How your thoughts? Yeah, well, and the fact that it's maybe, and I, I, I have no knowledge of this, but that it might be okay with Dana White and the UFC. I mean, that's that's even more based because you know that if he worked for any other major corporation, that'd be the end of his career. Well, Dana Dana White's come out and said said very much that. I mean, he backs all his guys, and Dana White is having nothing of there's there's six there's six million genders. Oy vey! Isn't isn't it appropriate too that this can be said and is said by these kinds of guys that will punch you and hurt you, or that will take you down and make you tap out? <laughs> you know, which goes back to my idea about the fact that there's no academic or or political you know, solution uh, to this. It's not a debating society, uh, as uh, as Handsome Truth so uh, so said so well on our show. He said, well, "Is this like a a book reading contest?" You know, <laughs> exactly. And you know, shout out to Handsome Truth. Uh, thanks to their tech guys, we're now live on Goyam TV, and he popped in the chat room to say hello and say uh, he wanted to be made a moderator in case some Jews jump in. And uh, uh, so shout out to everybody at uh, Goyam TV. So glad that finally got the technology working. So now we're on Rumble, Odyssey, Goyam TV, Twitter, and Facebook. I still can't believe Facebook hasn't kicked me off yet. It's so crazy. And, you know, I thought as I watched that again for, what, the second time, I thought how close he was to naming the Jew. You know what yes. that what that time was is when he said, "You are the problem, right? You are the problem." Guess what? Phonetically, you and Jew very close. What do you think, very there, buddy? Close. Have to agree <laughs> with that. Very, very close. Yeah. And so, anytime you say you are the problem, well, you know you're close to naming who is the problem. Yep. Yep. So this is our premiere edition, Paul. So we're just kind of letting everybody get to know us, and and uh, you know we wanted to have Davis is going to be a regular part of this when his schedule permits, and so um, I know you're still a, a, a sports fan, and everybody has uh, something to to uh, and and I am too. I grew up in Milwaukee, played sports for the first thirty years of my life, was very good at it, 
And um, what do you think of the, the, the announced last week, Paul, that the Black National Anthem is going to be played at the Super Bowl? And I believe oh, the Black no. National Anthem is the uh, rap song by Snoop Doggy Dog called Gin oh. and Juice. Is, isn't oh, that the Black National Anthem? I had, n- I had not heard this. Oh, you hadn't heard it? No. Oh. Fuck. God damn it. I got to fuck with everything, right? Why is it? It just reminds me of, you know, the famous... Every single time, you know, every period, single period time. They mm-hmm. can't leave anything alone. And did you see that stupid fucking press conference with uh, the New England Patriots uh, head coach? You know, the new, the newly announced black guy. I forget what his fucking name is. Who oh, I didn't know they have a black coach. I didn't know the. Uh... Yeah, I got to send you the clip. There's a black guy. There's a, a guy with a YouTube channel. It's like black conservative or something like that. And, uh, you know, he's down. He knows what the score is. And a lot of these black people, they cannot stand this, this fucking race pimping that's going on. Uh-huh. And this guy, actually, you should see it. It's unbelievable, Giuseppe. The coach talked about having diversity in the fucking locker room. Oh, my God. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the only diversity in the locker room is the different positions of the players. Right? What, what the hell kind of diversity are you talking about? Yep. It's It's bizarre. It is bizarre. It is bizarre. And, um, you know, literally that, that, uh, what is that, that equity ESG and the DEI nonsense, the everywhere where you look, Paul, literally everywhere you look and let me put, put it up. Cause this is one of my favorite memes of all time. Everywhere you look, every problem we have, is a Jewish blessing, right? And let me read the list for the radio listeners on Speak for Your Radio. Here's the Jewish blessings we've experienced since the uh, 19th century. Communism, Marxism, Zionism, the Holocaust, 80 million dead white brothers and sisters in World War II, which was Rothschild Bankster War II, Usury banking, stolen all our wealth. The Hall of Demore, where they starved 11 million decent uh, German heritage and Eastern European heritage farmers. Russian Revolution, I mean, they, they, they murdered, again, millions of decent white Russians. Endless wars, the African slave trade, feminism, open borders, mass migration, white replacement, gun control, critical race theory, 9-11, the USS Liberty, Race misogynation, the 1965 Immigration Act, which destroy, has now destroyed this country, mass vaccination campaign, COVID-19, transgenderism, pedophilia, child trafficking, open uh, societal tolerance of sodomy, the porn industry, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa, the Federal Reserve, and tech censorship. And the list could go on, Paul, but that is what the vile kike has done to this country in all first world countries. It's it's even worse in England, where if you were to do the show in England, we'd both be arrested. Uh, probably the door would be kicked in uh, before we even finish this first show. I feel so bad. I mean, there's the birthplace of uh, the the Magna Carta and 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 uh, you know governmental freedoms and and nationwide freedoms and now they're that you know what's his face uh james all 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 churches in prison the great graham hart did 18 months for doing the awesome song hoax train i mean when are the whites gonna stand up paul when are the whites gonna stand up and say enough i don't know and uh i 
I, I don't like to think about it too much because it makes me frustrated because as I've often told you, uh, one of the reasons I'm pissed off is because so many other people are not pissed off. Yeah, right. And, me too. You know, there, yeah. There's always something, you know, I mean, just speaking of this, this black national anthem, I just want to go, okay, well, wait a minute. We're supposed to be a nation and we're supposed to be unified and diversity is our greatest strength. So why are we having a sliver of the population, really the, a sliver when you think about the, the vast majority of Hispanics and whites and so forth? I, I think Asians are coming close now to uh, being a percentage of what blacks are in the country. Right. And, they are, yeah. but, but we have to. We have to promote this the most dysfunctional, okay, problematic ethnic group ever, an ethnic group that you could make the case has no natural allies in other races, right. okay? Mm-hmm. Most people don't like them, don't want to be around them. It's like it's this weird – it's exactly what you did with that list. It's the agenda of the Jew. They want to promote the most dystopic, dysfunctional, dysgenic – uh, I'm out of disses now, but uh, <laughs> but I, I will say something quick too because dystopian, often, dystopian. Yeah, that's why I said dystopic. I'm not sure dystopic is an actual word. I could be. Uh, uh, Sounds good though. It sounds like you're a big yeah, brain. Yeah. It makes it makes the point. Yeah, but but going back to um, you know what I think about this stuff, right? And and I, I thought about uh, you know if I was in England or. Scandinavia, Germany, and they had all these restrictive laws. Would I push the boundaries? You know, would I test it? And and I'm not sure. Uh, Now, here in America, I've done it all my life. And what I don't understand is why other people don't, you know, whether it's the the various traffic laws or the 55 mile per hour speed limit, which they pushed upon us. You were around then. A lot of these younger people were not. But, you know, here we were one day cruising along a wild and free 65, 70 miles an hour, you know, a real manly American speed. Yep. And then they say, oh, well, we have an energy crisis, so now you can only go 55. Which was all bullshit, yeah. What? What? And I just, I, I remember uh, people couldn't understand my defiance at this because I quickly racked up, like, I don't know, probably six, seven tickets in like a one-year period. And then right. I, got, yeah, I got my license suspended. I was, uh, what did they call me, a negligent operator. Some kind of crap. <laughs> and then <clears throat> later on, I would get arrested for, you know, warrants for failure to appear and so on. But I just, I couldn't stand cooperating with the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Right. What used to bug me, and I did it a few times, but what used to bug me is you'd be on the freeway and why is everything going so slow? What's going on? Oh, there's a cop. And yeah, so yeah, here was- of course. Everything hitting the brakes, hitting the brakes. Yep, yep. And, and so that here, was, that was a, a created a new cottage industry, <laughs> the radar detector. <laughs> right. So, so here was this cop, and I remember it well one day. I was driving like on, on 101, I believe, here in the Bay Area. And it's just sickening because without a cop, people are normal. People are natural. People are right. free, right? Yeah, now yeah, there's yeah. a cop. Everybody's inhibited. Why? Yeah, oh, yeah. tickets or their insurance going to go up or whatever. Fear of authority. You know, that's we're programmed. I, I so much resented it. Even as like a 19, 20, 21-year-old man, I was, I was hip to the fucking mind control that that was, right? And so here's this dude, this cop in a fucking uniform and a, and a marked car getting paid a good salary. And he's fucking everybody up, holding everybody up by cruising. He's got it probably, I don't know if he had cruise control, but he was set right there. He's doing like 55 or 56 yeah. miles an hour. And everybody was behind him like, like a dam waiting to burst. Yeah, yeah. And I said, fucking, I'm going to pass this guy. Fuck him. Nice. <laughs> and I passed him by, I don't know, maybe going 60, you know, I don't know, 59, 60, 61. Uh-huh. But it was enough to pass him. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, he didn't do anything. He didn't pull me over. And then pretty soon, two or three other people started to he pass the same him. Same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, what it bothers me that people are so weak that they won't push the limits, like going into stores with the mask. I mean, I took it a notch up. I don't know. I've often said to myself, there's got to be something wrong with me that I enjoy some of these confrontations. But when a buddy told me about this one particular Ace Hardware store in Los Gatos that was, gave him a really, really hard time, I deliberately went there on purpose. I had no need to go there. There wasn't any product that I needed. But because he told me they were such hard asses there, I wanted to walk in without a mask. So what does that make me? You know, I mean, and why aren't more people like me? I don't I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm I'm the same way. I mean, you know. I don't I don't think it's any there's no benefit to painting a target on your back and, and, and drawing attention to yourself. So a lot of this stuff is like you I'm like you. I I, I, I rage at it and but why why should I go to jail for a bunch of dipshit normies who, who are allowing all this stuff to happen? So it's like until somehow we can vet the whites who are I get it and are ready to, to stand up. Uh, we, um, we, 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 you know, it's just, what's the point? It's so weird. Hey, well, you, <clears throat> go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, I'll add to that though. It's a little bit more, um, I don't know, nuanced is the right word, but it's a little bit more nuanced of what you just said, because it's a combination of a, first of all, more people that know, that no, nothing's going to happen. Okay. That it's a bluff or B that they're, they don't fear the consequences. In other words, I knew that I wasn't going to jail, but at the same time, I didn't really fear going to jail at the time. The only reason I would right. fear going to jail would be my dog. You wouldn't understand, mm-hmm. you know, so therefore I, I couldn't really do that. I couldn't risk that because what's, you know, <laughs> what's going to happen to the poor guy. If I'm, if I'm incarcerated, he's going to be all alone in the world. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm going to play this next clip, Paul. This is, there's a very, very courageous fellow named uh, Jacob Hershance, I think is his name. Hersant. Jacob Hersant in Australia. And he just got pinched for giving a Roman salute in Australia. And everybody, you know, uh, Crocodile Dundee, man, those Aussies, they're freewheeling and wild and free. And it's like, I don't know, not so much. Check out this clip. Twenty-four-year-old Australian nationalist Jacob Hersant has fallen into the crosshairs of Australia's repressive anti-white regime for allegedly performing the Roman salute in October of last year. Legislation passed in October 2023 made performing the salute, as well as displaying symbols affiliated with National Socialism, illegal at the federal level. The legislation was sponsored by Jewish groups who generally lobby for Israel. They're underrepresented by their numbers in the Australian community, but overrepresented in their access to politicians, power and influence. The arrest is the latest in a vehement crusade by the captured Australian political elite to intimidate, bully and silence patriotic young Australians. Indeed, the escalation by prosecutors against Mr Hersant comes just weeks after a fellow Australian nationalist, Tim Lutzer, had his car firebombed by Antifa bandits. Counter-terrorism investigators refused to meet with Mr. Lutzer, and currently no investigation is underway. Meanwhile, Mr. Hersant is being viciously pursued for raising his arm to 90 degrees outside a courthouse in Melbourne. As if it wasn't already obvious enough how much the Australian elite hate young white men. 
Australia is a captured nation to the interests of wealthy vocal Jews who were behind multiculturalism, but now eschew the Islamic arrivals who have settled in Australia and represent views not favoured by Jews or Israel. Both are one and the same. Well, Paul, Ernie Rolando did that one early. Ernie Rolando is based, and it's cool that Rents is... is um funding him to do these videos so uh, I, I'm not sure about Jeff French but sometimes he does good things and certainly getting er Ernie Rolando videos uh, more exposure is a good thing so your thoughts I mean hey what happened to now this is a knife you know what happened to Crocodile Dundee and they're, they're, they're so manly and, and free so that's tragic well, it's 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 symbolic, so that's that's cool by me. And I mean, I'm sure I I would do it. I would have no problem. I mean, especially when I was younger. I mean, even as I'm older now, let's face it, I'm still a little, like I said, demented, looking for those kind of conflicts. I mean, I used to actually think uh, occasionally when I get confronted by some of these guys about not wearing a mask that uh, they might want to do something, but none of them ever did because I always had in the back of my mind a nice little lawsuit because yeah, I said for to. Sure. I said to at least two guys, I said, hey, you know, if you want to make me wear a mask, you know, you can try that. Yeah. Um, mostly I was bothered by, like, you know, women and just, like, feeble-minded, you know, clerks. Like, oh, sir, you need to put a mask on. It's a store policy. But every now and then I got a, I got a guy who was, you know, tried to be, you know, the big, uh, you know, put his chest out. Big tough know. guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a couple – there's one, one in particular. He was, he was a sizable dude, you know. And I said, hey, I'm not wearing a mask. I don't care – give a shit what your fucking policy is, you know, you, you don't try to make me wear a mask. You could try that. And I mean, yeah. we were, we were toe to toe. I mean, our, our faces were literally, I don't know, maybe, uh, 14 inches apart, you know, and he was giving me this glare. This glare. I know he wanted to, and I even told yeah, him, I said, yeah. look, I go, I know you want to, right. I mean, I know you want to, but you're worried about your job. I get, I get it. But you know, if you want, you can, you know, we go out in the parking lot, and, you know, but, you know, he didn't. He never did. And, uh, you know, who, who knows what would have happened and who would have got the worst of it. But uh, I just have always been that sort of person to challenge uh, so-called authority. And especially now that we know what we know, if it was some fucking Jew legislature passing some Jew law saying, oh, yeah, you can't give a Roman salute. Fuck, I'm giving a Roman salute. What are you going to do about it? And like I said, the only prohibition for me is to have uh, a loved one that would be dependent upon me and would be uh, helpless. I mean, if I if I made arrangements ahead of time, say, okay, look, you got to take care of my boy here. I, I might have to do thirty days or fifteen days. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. But but going back to my comment about it, it's symbolic only. We all know what we really want to do. Okay, we want to get together and take care of business, and and it's possible. That's the thing that's been frustrating for me for years. Is I, it's like I see it. It's like a, it's like a veil or a barrier between, between us not doing something and us getting together and getting somewhat organized and doing something. You know, it's mostly it's just mental and emotional because we could take care of it in very short order, very similar to the way they cleaned up the streets of San Francisco. Uh, some people said it was almost overnight, but they, they did it in under a two week period, got the city all spick and span for the, the visit of the Chinese premier. So that just shows that when uh, you set your mind to something and you, you know, set some goals and you go out and you do what needs to be done. Uh, whatever needs to be accomplished can be accomplished. And that's how I still feel about uh, white people. I mean, we don't need the vast majority to support us. And as you know, the vast majority of people are pussies and they're not going to get involved. Similar to the way they talk about the American Revolutionary War and only 3% right, right. were involved or 5% were involved. I don't know what the percentages are, but that's all it's ever taken. You know, 
all it ever all it would take would be a very determined okay strong two to three percent to basically turn this thing around and there wouldn't be anything that they could do and they'd have to scurry like rats into their tunnels and we'd follow them down into the tunnels and finish the job yep well said well said so, Paul, we're coming up to the final uh, seven, eight minutes of the show. So was there anything that uh, you wanted to bring up and discuss that I haven't uh, thought to bring up? Well, my first reaction is time flies, and then also I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, two hours straight. Yeah, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're, uh, uh, but it'll get easier, man. No, well, and kudos to you, too, for all you listeners out there that enjoy this or enjoy what Giuseppe does. Uh, believe me, uh, based upon uh, the, the organization that I see, the clips that he puts together and the time uh, that, that he takes out of his personal life to do this, uh, we all owe him a debt of gratitude and appreciation for um, the work you're doing for, uh, well, because you feel compelled to do it, but also you're doing it for uh, our people and our situation. So I exactly, want to per- yep. I want to personally thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that the acknowledgement, and it does take time, and uh, I appreciate uh, you saying that because. Uh, but it's vital. I mean, and we are making a difference. I mean, there's uh, there's there's correspondence uh, like you get. I have uh, many listeners who will email me, and uh, if you want to email Giuseppe, our tide. Media, the letter R for rising, the word tide, then the word media at gmail.com. If you want to correspond, uh, feel free. And uh, people have said that in their lives, they're, uh, they, they've been fans for a while. They're turning on other people to the shows. And, and uh, I've, I've, I see the numbers going up each month. And so that's good. That's really good. Right. And, and regarding what the little rant I just went on and my frustration all these years and thinking, the way that I think. Uh, so I've, you know, lived a somewhat interesting life and, you know, with mixed success, but I, I, I've realized that you can indeed, like many of these positive motivational people say, you can manifest things. And I really do believe that it's all, it starts there with your, your, your way of thinking and your systems of, uh, uh, your systems of belief. And I just, I don't think it's going to be, um, not too much longer when we're going to reach a point where more and more people have have pierced the veil as they say right. and broken broken through some of this programming and propaganda that the sort of actions that are going to be needed to take care of this will be uh, welcomed and accepted um i said on jim fetzer's show years ago that if people were to wake up and turn their tv on and they were to find out that like uh, groups of uh, you know armed patriots or individuals had taken over CNN or had taken over the Congress or whatever. I bet you right now that a good thirty or more percent of the population could even be higher would say, "Good, I'm glad." Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know what's so weird is how. Places like the Deep South, like South Carolina, they have that raging uh, degenerate faggot Lindsey oh, Graham, God. who's is uh, just got this uh, voracious appetite to have uh, a, a homosexual pound his rear end. Let me do my. This is my best imitation, Paul. This is Lindsey Graham passing gas. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
the joke being uh, that he, his rectum is so torn up that there's no 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 tensile strength in the muscles anymore. <laughs> Thank you for the the lesson in physiology there. <laughs> oh, it's a great word picture, isn't it? Oh God! And and, and so then followed up by uh, the the this sluttish little curry monkey. Nimrata uh, Slurpy Kaka, and who's now uh, the one uh, st- little little ankle biter standing, little curry monkey standing to take on Trump, which is laughable. And she was just whining. I don't know if you ca- caught the the clip. And we're getting too close to the top of the hour to play it, but she was whining that oh, when I was growing up in. Um, South Carolina, I I was mocked for being brown. It's like really, I mean you're you're uh, you're in a, a state that has a heavy black population, and and you're you're going to be mocked for basically looking like a white person with a with a tan. Sure, I believe it. So. Yeah, the the imaginary racism that exists everywhere. It's yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I made a great comment on this uh, video. Actually, it was actually on that one the the black conservative channel. Uh, that he it was basically mocking the idea of diversity and inclusion in football, right? And I basically said in my comment, I said, hey, thank you, brother, for doing this. <clears throat> and these sorts of things need to be made fun of and mocked. And then I just basically said, yes, racism exists. It's always existed. Get over it. Live your life. Do the exactly. best that you can, yep. right? And stop crying about stuff that for most people is just a, a phantom. It's a figment of their imagination. You know, it's so funny that these people who, well, you know, you know, what was that that black D-list actor Jesse Smollett or Smollett who who hired a couple of uh, of big weightlifting uh, black bros from the gym to make it look like uh, he was going to be hanged and and all this, and it it was so sophomoric and so inept that. Even the Chicago PD had to, which is heavily, you know, black, had to come down on this guy and say you're a liar. And and and, and to me, that it's all about the vanity, the narcissism that they they just don't want to, you know, because most people don't give a shit anymore if you're black or white as long as you act like a decent human. It's like you know that ship has sailed as far as you know George Lincoln Rockwell and 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 all that, but. It's all these assholes who want to act out and be, uh, you know, uh, the 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 the, uh, the narcissistic homo or the narcissistic tranny. Nobody w- wants to watch it. Nobody gives a fuck about your mental illness. And yet, that's what the Jew media, the Jew government, the Jew academia is focusing on. So, at this point, since this is based Monday, and I'll give you the final word in a second, Paul. Uh, by whites for whites. Don't put up with it anymore. Don't tolerate any of this nonsense. So, Paul, go ahead. Finish this up. Well, uh, I guess as a final word, all I can think of was that uh, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, our initial effort. My plan is to to get better, to, you know, as much as possible, be prepared, maybe to have some good material, some good uh, stories, uh, allegories, analogies, whatever. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Keep your... Put your shoulders back, put your chest out, uh, try to think as positively as you can, uh, because I honestly feel that it ain't over and that we can prevail if we get our heads right. I, I think that's awesome, Paul. And again, you, I, you, you're not... Uh 
you have a laptop now so you could monitor it, but in all three chat rooms, Odyssey, Rumble. (laughs) 